Hey everyone, welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of The Voice Box, the official podcast of the IHS Voice. This episode, we're going to have Rosalind, one of our staff writers, interview Sunny Wang, a financial advisor who's been offering professional financial services for over two decades. This conversation is going to be about personal finance, how high school students can and should be educated about finance, and other tips for life in general. Stay tuned till the end of the episode to get all the advice you can, and hope you enjoy. Hi, Sunny. Welcome to The Voice Box. Uh, Glad to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you start off with just giving a little introduction about your work and your experience with personal finance and how you ended up on this career path in the first place? Sure. Um, So I'm a a financial advisor and um, um, my company's name is Essence Wealth and Insurance Services. And uh, I've been uh, doing this for a little over 20 years now. Um, started started off um, when I was still in college. Actually, um, I was an intern when I started the career, and uh, I started um, an internship with an insurance company. And um, uh, eventually, when I graduated from college, I uh, I became a full time uh, uh, advisor at the time, and um, and then I was working uh, with this company for about a total of nine years and. You know, I left for another company. Um, uh, I joined a, a startup firm, uh, financial, uh, you know, service startup firm. Um, you know, as a uh, managing partner to help my partner to uh, recruit and um, uh, manage and coach, you know, new advisors and uh, continue to, you know, um, uh, help clients as well. You know, at the time. So, uh, but then after two years. Um, I decided to um, um, uh, just focus on helping clients with their uh, financial needs. So that's what I've been doing since then. Okay. Um, So what would you like to like describe what exactly your job is like as a financial advisor? So like what types of people typically come to you and how do you, or like, what are your, what are typically their goals and what are your goals for your clients? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, so I do get a lot of uh, clients coming to me uh, for all types of financial needs. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody's different. Everybody, everyone has different goals and uh, they're in different situations, financial situations. So um, uh, a lot of them are uh, coming to me for general financial planning questions like, you know, um, how do I better organize my finance? You know, how do I uh, improve my um, savings, you know, investment and uh, retirement savings and uh, uh, growing my money and uh, tax planning. A lot of people coming to me for tax planning, especially in this area, uh, in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, you know, a lot of the high income earners uh, that work for high tech companies. So a lot of my clients are engineers. Um, yeah. So they're coming to me for all types of reasons. Wow. Okay. Um, so let's see, uh, what are some of your most like proudest accomplishments throughout your career or has there been like one client that has stood out to you and how you've been able to help them? Oh, that's, uh, you know, I mean, I have helped so many people, you know, throughout my career. I'm, 
talk to tens of thousands of people. So, wow. um, yeah, so I have like, you know, a few hundred clients, you know, like about four or 500 clients myself, you know, so it, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to say, you know, it's one particular one that stands out, but, um, you know, just, uh, I can tell you there, you know, there's story that, you know, I can tell you that, um, uh, uh, it's interesting for, you know, if we're talking about investing money and things like that, you know, I, I, I remember there's a, there's a client that, you know, came to me, um, back in 2012 and, um, and, uh, you know, he had a little bit of, uh, money in his, uh, his IRA and, um, uh, I, uh, I took over, you know, and now that IRA is, uh, four times, uh, larger than what he had before. So, uh, and, you know, that shows, you know, I, I like to tell the story to clients because I want to demonstrate, you know, how powerful compound interest is. And this is important to know for especially young people like yourself, you know, and trying to learn how to invest money, right? Uh, how to grow your money. And uh, money is not going to sit there grow, it's grow by yourself, right? You have to put it to work. And uh, you can't work 24 seven a day, but your money can. And this is the result, you know, after, you know, just uh, um, nine years and uh, his money is uh, quadrupled. So, uh, so you see the power of, uh, of growing your money, compounded interest, right? So it sounds like you really love like helping people with their finances, watching them grow. Is that like your favorite part of your job, essentially? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's not just a, a growing their money, but also helping people, um, you know, uh, resolving their debt issues. Because some people will come to me, you know, they have a, a ton of debt and, um, you know, they don't know how to get out of it, you know, and they're coming to me to for solutions on how to get out debt quickly. Uh, I have helped a lot of clients, you know, getting out of debt, you know, sooner than they anticipated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of debt, so we all know like students um, and college, like the tuition is getting increasingly expensive. And then um, a lot of students just leave college with a lot of debt. So like, what would be your general advice for these kinds of people, like how they can get started on either repaying or like at least having some background knowledge about what to do afterwards? Uh, that's also a very good question because uh, I uh, often uh, have clients coming to me. They're uh, post grad graduate students, um, and uh, they graduated with a ton of debt. Um, and you know, they're they're you know uh, sometimes you will see like the two three hundred thousand uh, dollars in debt. And um, uh, it's you know even the, even though they're making good income, um, but based on what they make, it's still going to take them you know very long time to pay that off. Uh, and uh, along with that, they have other financial goals, right? You know, buying a home, you know, starting a family, retire, you know, saving for retirement, you know, saving for kids' education, things like that. So um, so uh, what I've noticed is that sometimes people graduate with a lot of debt, but, you know, they're also, they're not making as much. I don't know if they knew how much they were going to make. So, um, so that's even going to take them longer, you know, to pay off the debt because their income's not enough. Um, so, so one thing I do want to mention to, you know, uh, high school students is that, you know, when you pick a major, uh, you know, in college, you know, uh, you, you definitely want to think about uh, the future. How much debt are you going to have? 
you know, when you graduate. How long is it going to take you to pay off the debt? And uh, is there a forgiven program? You know, because sometimes, you know, if you work for a certain, I think, public, you know, um, uh, like a, a governmental, you know, a nonprofit organization or something, you know, for like 10 years or something. And then, you know, a portion of the, uh, the student loan will be forgiven. Okay. So these things are very important to know. Uh, it's not, you know, let's deal with after I graduate. No, you deal with now, you crunch the numbers and um, you figure out how long that's going to take you to pay that off. And you need to know, based on the major you pick you know, in this industry, how much potential income you're going to make. So, you, you know, you can quickly pay off the debt, right? And there are all kinds of, you know, student loans out there too. You know, there's subsidized loans, you know, if you qualify financially based on your, you know, family's income, your income or your, your assets, you know, your family's assets. And that's usually a government loan, you know, that's, you know, in the form of almost like a financial aid. And there's unsubsidized loans, you know, which is a private loan, uh, usually interest rates much higher. Um, and, you know, think about this, you know, and since 2008, we've been in the lowest interest rate environment, you know, in the history of the U.S. Um, but I've seen, you know, people are still paying 89%. Seven eight nine percent in student loan interest rate, and how does that make sense, right? So even government loans, you know, subsidized loans, you know, they're still paying like you know uh, three or four percent. So, um, so yeah, these these loans are really you know um, slowing people down, you know, from achieving their financial goals in the future. So. Yeah, so you mentioned compound interest. So, like, could you like describe what compound interest is to someone that has zero background knowledge on like anything related to it? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, there are two types of interest, right? There's a simple interest and there's compound interest. So, let's use an example, a simple example. You deposit a hundred dollars in the bank, okay? And the bank says, you know, we have two two options. You know, we can pay you on a simple interest, let's say one percent. Okay, simple interest uh, or compound at one percent. So what that really means is that uh, if it's a simple interest, the first year you get one dollar as an interest rate. It's interest earned, right? Um, in the next year, you're gonna get a dollar again. Okay, so if you you know continue to leave your money there, you just every year you're gonna get a dollar. Okay, that's simple interest. Now compound interest is that first year you get a dollar. And then next year, they're going to pay you 1% based on $101, not $100, okay? And then next year after that, it's $101 more, right? So 1% is based on, you know, the, the, the new, new value, right? So that's compounding interest. You see how that can, you know, go up very quickly, right? Yeah. Like, it seems like compound interest is like a lot better for the person that is if I'm investing in it. So why would anyone ever pick simple over compound? Um, well, because, you know, sometimes people just don't know, right? You know, oh, okay. um, honestly, like, you know, um, you asked this question, I've had adults, you know, I mean, asking the same question, what's the difference between a compound and a simple interest? You know, that tells me, you know, how much people really know about, you know, finance. And people really ought to get to know about percentage. You know, when, when you invest money, it's not just about, okay, I made $5,000. Well, if you 
you know, if you had a million dollars to begin with, you only made a $5,000. That, that means it's only 5%. Right. So, um, but you know, if you invested a $10,000, but you got, you know, $15,000 back, that's 50%. Right. So you have to look at the percentage, you know, that's, that's one thing, you know, um, most people don't think about, they only think about in dollar amount, not percentage. Yeah. Okay. So we basically, this is kind of, um, obvious, but we were talking about how high schools, like they don't really prepare their students or just people in general for finance. Like, could you give like some of your thoughts about that or like how you think that things yeah. will change? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad that, you know, you asked that question and, you know, and as in the email, I mentioned that, you know, this is something that I've always wanted to do. This is the first opportunity I've gotten. Um, so thank you for, for this opportunity. Yeah. No because, uh, yeah. So, I, I've always wanted to teach kids, you know, uh, about finances and business. Okay. It is so important. Um, I have so many adults coming to me that have no clue about, you know, finance, financial planning, you know, um, like I said, even simple as simple interest versus compound interest. So uh, how can they, you know, better manage their finance, you know, when they grow up, right. When they get into the real world, it's impossible. So I, I feel like, you know, there's a need, there's a, there's a need um, that um, our school system needs to mandate, you know, these, uh, these classes, you know, to teach the real, realistic stuff, you know, the real life, you know, um, knowledge that, you know, eventually you are going to use, in, you know, uh, when, you, when you graduate from college, um, things like, you know, how, how do you pay your bills, right? How do you manage, you know, your, how do you keep, keep up with your credit scores, you know, um, debts, you know, how do you not get into debt, right? Um, and how do you grow your money? So when then people ask me what I do, I, you know, I tell people, I help people to save, grow, protect, and enjoy their money, okay? So you need to know all of those, right? You need to know how do you save? Well, first of all, you need to learn how to make money. That's the business aspect, right? So you need to learn how to negotiate. How to negotiate, you know, uh, interview, you know, uh, in a, in a job interview or something, negotiate for a higher salary or something, right? And then you need to learn how to, okay, now I'll make $100,000 a year. How much do I need to save, right? What is my cash flow? What is my budget? You know, how much of that, you know, surplus I can put away for, you know, something like buying a home in five years or for a long-term retirement, right? So, and then, you know, how do I grow? How do I grow the money, right? Where do I put my money? So my money will grow compound, right? Faster than simple interest. Uh, and the risk, we have to learn about risk, you know, how much risk is the right amount of risk I should take at this age for this goal, right? I need to set my financial goals, long-term, short-term, mid-term goals and protect, you know, insurance or taxes, you know, how does it, sometimes, you know, for a lot of wealthy clients, not about, how much they make anymore. It's about how much they keep, right? Taxes, you know, is, is huge in this, uh, in this area and it's going up in the, you know, in the future. Right. Yeah. And they enjoy your money. Very important. You know, people, I can tell you so many clients come to me that they forget to enjoy their money. They don't know how, okay. All they know, all they've been taught, it was to, uh, you know, uh, make money and save, maybe grow, you know, but not the protection or the, you know, the enjoying part, you know, I've met all kinds of people that, you know, they have all kinds of different issues. So. 
Yeah, it's like it's very strange to like. I was also talking about this with my um our journalist advisor. We were at, like wondering like why don't we mandate finance classes? And he like hypothesized that maybe there was someone like benefiting off of like people not knowing that much about finance. So that's why. But like that sounds like so. Like, what are your thoughts about this? Or like, do you think there's necessarily a reason why there's no finance? You know. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's an interesting thought. You know, I was just thinking about that, you know, as I was talking earlier, uh, it's funny you brought that up. Um, you know, I mean, of course, we don't know. Um, but, you know, think about this, though, you know, who benefits from people uh, being in debt? Who do you think benefits from that? Uh, government? No, no, the government is in debt, too. So, <laughs> you know, they're not. <laughs> yeah, that's it. true. Yeah, they're, 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 they're in debt. So they don't know how to manage money either. So, um, you know, the people that have a lot of credit card debts. Okay. Who do you think is making all that money? The banks. Exactly. Um, you know how much the interest they charge? I mean, I, people, do you know how much they charge? Uh, I, my mom touched on it. She said it was never worth it. That's all I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, anywhere between, uh, I mean, if you get a 12, 13, 15% interest, that's good, actually. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen 20, 30%. Okay. Think about that. Compounded, by the way. You just learned how compound interest works, right? Yeah. I mean, how can they ever get out of debt? That's even not, that's not possible, right? So, you know, they can't even make that much in the stock market. Or invest in the business, right? You know, so once you're getting the debt, it's very hard to get out of it. They keep you in debt, okay? So, so that's why, you know, that, that's the first thing I look at, you know, when someone has credit card debts, that's the first thing I tell them that, you know, um, don't ever owe any credit card debts, okay? Because that's the worst debt you can have. So, you know, I mean, if you ask me who benefits, I mean, the banks, so they, that's why they do it. That's why they do it. They give you incentive to spend money. They give you rewards, things like that. Smart people, they don't ever owe credit cards. They take advantage, you know, the rewards, and then they never pay anything in uh, interest. Wow. Okay. So I guess on the topic of banks, like, could you discuss more in detail about like credit score and necessarily how to improve that and maybe describe what it is if people don't understand that? Yeah, so credit scores basically it's a way for the institutions, you know, to know to evaluate, you know, um, you know what kind of, um, you know, uh, tr- you know how if they should trust this person, if they should lend the money to this person, right? You know, if they should, uh, you know, let them borrow money, you know, so um, because they don't know you, you know, they can only base off on you know something, right? Your credit history. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of people will tell you that, you know, you should open up a credit card, start spending money on it, um, and they start buying things, you know, and get a loan, like a car loan or something, you know, yes, you know, once, once you start buying things, you know, you have a credit history. Okay. And, uh, um, and then, you know, uh, they can run your credit report to see, you know, oh, how have you done? You know, ha- uh, have you been late on your payments? Right. Um, how much do you owe? How much is your credit balance? You know, um, so they, that's how they evaluate how much risk this person has. 
you know, so they can decide, you know, how much interest rate they should charge you and how much loan they should give it to you. Okay. So a lot of times people making a mistake that, you know, they cancel credit because, you know, after a while they, they owe a bunch of money on the credit card. They hate credit card company, you know, and they're scared too. So what they do, they cancel them, right? Don't do that. You know, don't cancel your credit cards because, you know, that credit card has your credit history. If you cancel it, then, you know, uh, then, you know, they can't, they can't, they can't see your credit history. Right. So, um, so it's good that, you know, if you, you know, let's say you get a loan, you know, borrow, borrow money to buy a car or even student loans or something, these all build up your credits, you know, as long as you, you know, pay your payments on time, um, you don't, you're not late for these payments. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, sometimes in the hard inquiries, you know, will affect your credit as well. What that, what that means is that, you know, Let's say you, you want to open up a, a credit card and they have to check your credit. Okay. So when they do check, when they check your credit, it drops your credit by a certain percentage. Okay. Some points. So that's called a heart inquiry. When you purchase a car, when you um, pop by home, you know, those are all heart inquiries. You don't want to go through that all the time. Okay. So, yeah. So build your, you know, by purchasing stuff, you know, spending money you know, uh, you will build up your credit you know, history, but make right. sure pay it off every month. Don't owe okay. anything. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess we, the next topic we could talk about is stocks because that is like, it seems to be coming like an even a bigger, bigger thing. I know like a lot of my friends have started talking about like, Oh, I bought this stock and it raised this percent. Um, could you just start off with like the basics of essentially what is a stock and like, how do right. you even buy stocks? Yeah. So it's pretty simple, actually. Uh, it's not as complicated as a lot of uh, people think. You know, um, stocks basically a, a way that you can invest. You know, uh, in a company, uh, you have a piece of ownership of the company. So, for example, you know, Facebook. Facebook is is a public traded company. So you you can only most time you can only buy stock in a public traded company. Okay. Sometimes you can buy private company stocks too, but you know, let's not get into that. Um, so once the company goes IPO, okay, you know, initial public offering. So like Facebook used to be a private company. So you wouldn't, most people wouldn't be able to buy Facebook stocks. Okay. Until uh, Facebook went IPO. Okay. So now their stocks is being uh, traded, you know, sold, exchanged on the stock exchange. Okay, so there are different stock exchanges like Dow Jones, you know, there's, you know, like uh, NASDAQ, you know, so, um, so, so, you know, so some of these stocks are, you know, being traded in these stock exchanges. Um, and um, so a person like us, you know, um, we can go open up a brokerage account. Okay. Um, with, uh, you know, these, a lot of these online brokerage accounts nowadays, you know, any of those are good, you know, like E-Trade or. Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade, or the most recent one that went public called Robinhood, you know, um, you can buy stocks, you know, through these brokerage, you know, companies and uh, you can trade them. You can buy and sell, okay, these stocks, you know, um, all throughout the day until 1 p.m. Pacific time, you know, market closes, you know, you can, you can buy, sell anymore. You know, you, there's uh, aftermarket you can trade as well. You know, we don't have to get into that, but, you know, then the market opens again next next day, then you can you can buy again. So so if you buy let's say one share of um, Facebook, right, 
And, um, and right now it's about three, four, some dollars a share. So, and uh, basically you own, you know, one share of Facebook, you're your owner, that's your ownership. And that's based on the percentage of uh, how many shares that's outstanding, you know, that, that you can own, you know, that Facebook issued. Okay. Say a billion or something, you know, or a hundred million or something, you know, your one share is a percentage of that. So. Um, that's kind of, you know, how it works, right? You, you're participating, you know, in the company. If the company does well, then the share price goes up and then you make money, right? If you sell it, you realize the game. If you continue to hold it, it's just a paper. So, you know, um, and you don't lose your game, you know, until you sell it. So, yeah. oh, When do you think people should, or do you even think that high schoolers should start investing in like long-term stocks, like for example, Google or an Apple stock? Uh, yeah, yeah. So when, you know, that's a, you know, uh, that's a. Because I heard like question. some people are like, oh, you should do it as soon as possible. And other people are like, oh, you can like wait until like a little bit old, until you're like a little bit older. So like, what's your take on this? Well, I will say it doesn't matter, you know, how old you are. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, of course, you know, you should, you know, I mean, it should be a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, you shouldn't be like, you know, too young to be buying, you know, the stocks, you know, you don't know what, what you're doing. And, you know, there's a, a lot of risk involved, you know, so you could lose money, you know, on investing. Um, so uh, I will say, you know, uh, these days, you know, uh, there are a lot of uh, apps, you know, that allows you to simulate, you know, um, trading, right? So you don't have to use real money. <laughs> You can start with that first, you know, and uh, I, I think it doesn't matter when, you know, uh, it's whenever you are interested, you know, you wanted to get into it um, and uh, start learning about it. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't tell clients, you know, people to just jump into, you know, they never had any experience, you know, that you jump into it. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, that's 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 not good. So uh, I think okay. you definitely want to learn first. Yeah. Oh, that's like kind of the opposite of what I've heard. Cause like a lot of people that I've asked, they're just like, okay, just like quickly invest in Google because that'll, you'll obviously like get a lot of um, profit when you're like 40, 50 years old. And then when you sell it again. So what would you say yeah. to like that kind of? Right. So um, you can, uh, if you invest with uh, some of these big companies, you know, like Google, Facebook and Apple, you know, in the long term, if you don't trade it, uh, some people trade these stocks, you know, they do day trading or something. Um, and um, then, uh, you know, the potential, you know, of uh, making money is uh, is definitely pretty high. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, um, you should still, you know, uh, definitely like uh, diversify the portfolio, you know, not just hold on to one stock, you know, you have, you, have, you know, you should have, a, a, you know, some stocks, you know, from different industries, sectors, you know, to reduce your risk, right? Um, but, you know, yeah, you can definitely hold on to uh, just a few stocks, you know, uh, for long term and not to trade it and potentially you can make money, you know, especially some stocks pay dividends like Apple. You know, Apple is the large cap company. You know, they, um, uh, they pay, um, you know, uh, some dividends, you know. Uh, so when, what dividend is basically... Uh, it's a way the company to reward their shareholders, you know, by holding on to their stocks. So uh, say if uh, the dividends are 2%, so they pay you 2% every share you, you own, right? 
uh, and uh, you know that's kind of like an income too. You know, so um, it's like you know it's like a deposit money in the bank. You know, you get interest. You know, so uh, so you you are rewarded to hold on to these stocks. Some company don't pay. Okay, so so that helps with the growth too if you hold it for long term. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, let's move on to the next topic. So I did briefly mention that we were going to talk about like internships and jobs and those kind of things. So would you like to give like some general advice to high schoolers about like if you should even do internships or how helpful they are for their future careers? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier that, you know, I started my career as an intern and uh, I'm a big proponent, you know, to uh, for internships. I think uh, you know every you know school uh, student should should get an internship if they can. Um, you know I happen to um, um, get lucky to you know to join this company. You know um, uh, you know start this internship. You know and which is the beginning of my career. You know so uh, and uh, you know it was a paid internship as well because you know I was you know there was no salary you know no hourly you know salary you know but. Uh, I was getting paid on commissions, you know, so, so there are a lot of uh, internships, you know, you work for free. That's okay too. Um, depends on what you're interested in, you know, so you can work for startups or something, you know, and, uh, money, you know, if you're not really, um, you know, uh, in need for money, you know, and working for free, it's okay. As long as you get that experience. Um, but you know, a paid internship, you would be even better, you know, so. Uh, I, like I say, you know, I enjoy my internship time and, uh, I got to make, you know, decent amount of money while I was going to college. So, uh, I think an internship is a great idea. Yeah. And I heard that internships can also help you like grow a lot of connections, which is um, also something really important for jobs. Like, would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I've heard, uh, quite a few, uh, people that done that, you know, I remember I have a good friend, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, his brother. Um, when he was going to college or something, you know, he was interning with uh, Yahoo. Uh, yeah. And uh, he gained a lot of experiences, you know, and uh, I think he was also getting paid as well. So when he graduated, you know, I think he turned full time there and later he changed jobs. And so, but he's doing really well. So um, so those internships. Yes. You know, I mean, here's the thing. Right. So uh, making connections is probably even more important than making money at that age, uh, especially when you go to school, you know, um, if you go to school, that is the best time to make connections. Okay. So at that time, you know, you're just hanging out, you're having a good time and you're partying with your friends and, you know, there's, there's no purpose like, you know, Oh, I want to make some money or, you know, I mean, you know, this person will make me some money or, you know, there's no such thought yet. Right. You just really just enjoying each other's company, having a good time. So that is the best time to bond, you know, uh, genuinely, you know, and um, uh, without any intention behind. So, uh, so I think that, you know uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, of course, parents don't don't like their kids party all the time. You know, I mean, yes, it's not good, you know, if you party all the time, you know, I mean, but um, but if you're out there, really, you know making contacts with people and, uh, and to keep these contacts, that is very important going forward, you know, cause you never know who these people will become. Right. And also, of course, you know, if you work for a company, you know, and, you know, if you have a connection with your boss, 
your, you know, the people that work there, you know, and the managers. Um, yeah, those those will be wonderful uh, connections for you in the future for your career. That was a really good response. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So that's just about all the questions that I have. Would you like to say any like closing notes or is there anything that we didn't really touch on that you want to elaborate more on? Um, I think we covered a lot of stuff today, you know, but um, I, I wanted to just mention that, you know, um, if you're listening, if you're in high school, you know, uh, college or, you know, middle school, whatever, you know, you know, it's never too early to start learning about finance. Sooner or later, you're going to have to uh, deal with it, right? You're going to have to pay bills. You're going to have to learn how to save from, you know, for retirement. You're going to have to learn how taxes work. Um, and um, you're going to have to learn all that sooner or later. So educate yourself on that. Start learning early and uh, start safe, grow, protect, enjoy your money and uh, learn about, you know, um, money. Everything about money, like, you know, I'm not saying in a way that, you know, it's all about life is about money. You know, it's quite the opposite. What is your philosophy when it comes to money, right? So at this age, you know, you should have some kind of idea, you know, how do you look at money? What do you want your money to do for you, right? You know, life is not just about, you know, money. You know, we weren't born with it. We're not going to die with it. It's important. It's very important, you know, but, uh, you know, but it's not everything. Okay. So I still believe that, you know, you should follow your passion. You know, if you're, you know, trying to figure out what major you want to, you know, choose or career path or something, you might not know completely. And that is okay. At this age, it's absolutely okay that you don't know. You have to go out there, experience it, you know, maybe you got a couple jobs, you know, and really experience, you know, what you really like, right. And ask yourself and what, you know, what you're interested in, right. Um, passion is important. I, 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 I do believe that, you know, um, and, uh, if you have the right amount of passion and uh, the drive, you know, the discipline, you know, and the knowledge, and uh, you will do well in anything you do. So it really doesn't matter whether you become a, uh, an artist, you know, or singer or, or a business owner or politician, whatever it is. Right. Um, and you, you're going to do well with that kind of passion discipline right so um, but you know the basic stuff is to learn about you know how do you manage that money you know you, you know you're going to earn and uh you know um and that's important i think so start young yeah that's some that's some really good advice uh thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the voice box um i hope that our listeners got as much value as they did out of this conversation as i did um is there anything like final words that you want to say or is that just about covers it? I think that should be it, you know, and also that, you know, obviously, you know, in the future, if, you know, they can get a, you know, cause it's very complex, you know, nowadays the financial world is very complex, you know, they need guidance as well. So don't be shy to ask for help, right? You can't do everything on your own, right? So, you know, that's what we're here for, you know, financial advisors is here to guide people through this, you know, financial maze, you know, um, so, uh, so ask for help is another thing, leverage your time, you know, and the, so you can focus on things that you, you know, you, uh, uh, you, you like to, you like to do, right. Instead of just doing this, you know, you can learn about it. You should have the basic knowledge about it, but, you know, at some point, you know, get professional help. This is definitely a good idea.
Again, thank you so much for coming. Um, that was Sunny Wang, a professional financial advisor. And thank you guys so much for listening to The Voice Box. We'll hopefully hear you guys next time.